Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is April 9th. Today we're going to jump into Doctrine and Covenants 35, which I think is such an important section because it introduces us to a huge character in early church history. Here in section 35, we're going to meet Sidney Rigdon. Now, I recognize that we skipped over some really important sections, especially 34 is just such a beautiful testimony of the Redeemer. But here in 35, we're going to talk about who Sidney Rigdon was and some things that the Lord wanted to teach him as he came into the church. But let's talk a little bit more first about who Sidney Rigdon was and how he found the church and just some really important things to understand about him. First of all, we know that Sidney Rigdon becomes a counselor to Joseph Smith. He becomes a trusted advisor, a trusted friend, and a really powerful member of the early church. He was an incredible speaker and missionary for the church. And when he was about 25 years old, he became converted to the traditional Baptist faith. And not only was he converted to it, but as soon as he was, he left home and began to be a preacher of the Baptist faith. But it wasn't long before he became pretty disenchanted with the Baptist faith. The more he preached, the more he studied, the more he learned, the more he realized that what the Baptist preached wasn't what fit the church that Jesus Christ set up when he was on the earth. And during this time of his life, he was in Ohio near Kirtland, but he met Alexander Campbell and Walter Scott, who were also men who loved the Bible and knew the Bible inside and out, but were a little confused with religion and the religions that were on the earth today. And so these three men met together often, and they talked about all the different religious problems that they saw in organized religion, all the things that were missing or lacking. Now, the interesting thing about that is that Alexander Campbell ended up starting a group that we now know as Campbellites. And Sidney Rigdon was his sidekick. He was a very good friend and they spoke a lot about doctrine. And so Sidney was somewhat involved in that. Now, at that time, he was still being asked to preach. But rather than preaching traditional Baptist views, he began to teach these principles that he and Alexander Campbell and Walter Scott had talked about. He started talking about some really core principles to Christian spiritual life. He was talking about faith in God, repentance, baptism by immersion, and living just a godly, holy life. And he just kind of moved from place to place preaching where the people were asking him to preach. Now, what's really, really interesting is a couple of sections before 35. In section 32, Parley P. Pratt, Ziba Peterson, Oliver Cowdery, and Peter Whitmer are called to serve missions to the Lamanite people. And in doing so, they pass through this area where Sidney Rigdon is living. And they did that because Parley P. Pratt knew Sidney Rigdon. Before Parley joined the church, he was well, well acquainted with Sidney Rigdon, and he wanted the opportunity to take the Book of Mormon to Sidney and to see what he thought of it. So as soon as Parley P. Pratt gets into the area, the first place he goes is to Sidney's house. And they talk and they chat. And Parley P. Pratt gives the Book of Mormon to Sidney Rigdon and, and explains that it's a revelation from God. Sidney is a little skeptical at first. He tells him that the only revelation that came from God is found in the Bible. And he didn't know that he could believe the Book of Mormon. He said that he didn't want to argue if the book was true or not, but that he would read the book. 
and see what claims it could have on his faith. Now, they continued to converse a little bit, and then finally, Parley P. Pratt asked if they could preach in Sidney Rigdon's church. Now, I love this idea because nowadays that wouldn't fly very well. If I went into a Baptist church and said, hey, can I hold a missionary meeting in your church? Can I preach? But Sidney Rigdon was okay with it. In fact, he was excited about it. And so he called his group together. Parley P. Pratt goes into the church and they begin to teach the restoration of the gospel, the calling of Joseph Smith as a prophet in the first vision. And when it was all over, Sidney Rigdon stands up and he tells the congregation that they needed to prove all things and hold fast to that which was good. So essentially he's saying, look, you need to find out for yourself. And if it's good, you need to hold on tight to it. And that's exactly what Sidney Rigdon did. About two weeks later, he and his wife were both baptized into the LDS church. And then they went to find Joseph Smith. And when they did, Sidney received this revelation from God about what he should do. And what's fascinating to me is that up until this point, when most people ask, what am I supposed to do? How should I further this work along? Usually the answer is do missionary work, preach. But for Sidney, the answer was a little bit different. As soon as the Book of Mormon was translated, Joseph Smith began to work on the inspired version of the Bible. Knowing that small and simple things were taken out and changed, he began to work on this Bible. And so here, Sidney Rigdon is going to be asked to work as a scribe in that. So let's take a look in verses 1 and 2. It says, Listen to the voice of the Lord your God, even Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, whose course is one eternal round, the same today as yesterday and forever. I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was crucified for the sins of the world, even as many as will believe on my name, that they may become the sons of God, even one in me as I am one in the Father, and the Father is one in me, that we may be one. Now, what I love about this is that Sidney's entire adult life was spent trying to come to know the Lord and trying to hear him. He was a master in the scriptures. He knew the Bible inside and out, frontward and backwards. He had sought out the voice of the Lord his entire life. And so I try to imagine what it must have been like for Sidney in this moment. Here he's been converted. He is with the prophet Joseph Smith, and he receives this revelation from the Lord where Jesus Christ introduces himself to Sidney. Here, all this work, all these years that Sidney sought the Lord, and just how simply and beautifully the Lord introduces himself. I absolutely love that. And then he goes on and he begins to tell Sidney what his work would be. In verse three, it says, I have heard thy prayers and prepared thee for a greater work. Thou art blessed, for thou shalt do great things. Behold, thou wast sent forth, even as John, to prepare the way before me and before Elijah, which should come, and thou knewest it not. Now, what I absolutely love about this is the idea that the Lord is constantly preparing us for a work that he would have us do. Here it says that Sidney for years had been prepared for the work that was coming before him, this work of translation, this work of being a scribe for Joseph as he created this inspired version of the Bible. And here, Sidney, his entire adult life has been compelled to learn the Bible, to know it inside and out. But the question then becomes, the principle that we can apply for ourselves is what has the Lord been preparing us for? What is he preparing you for? What great work does he have for you? 
I love the comparison here. It says that Sydney was prepared even as John came to prepare the way for the Savior. It reminds me of a quote that President Nelson gave to the youth of the church. In that quote, he said, You are a chosen generation, foredetermined by God to do a remarkable work, to help prepare the people of this world for the second coming of the Lord. So just as John was sent before Jesus Christ to prepare the world and the believers for him, just as Sidney was prepared to come and work in the restoration, the youth of the church today were sent to prepare the world for the second coming of the Lord. What an incredible thing that is. If you are of a younger generation, my question is, what are you doing to prepare the world for the second coming of Jesus Christ? If you are older and a parent or a grandparent or a leader or a friend of someone in this younger generation, the question is, what are you doing to help the youth prepare for the second coming of Jesus Christ? My friends, it's my testimony that the Lord has a very specific purpose for each of us. He sent each of us here to this earth at this time for a purpose, and he has prepared us for the work that we will do. My friends, one thing that we have seen consistently throughout the Doctrine and Covenants is that when someone goes before the Lord and asks what he would have them do to further the work along, he gives an answer. And I truly believe that you and I can approach the Lord. We can ask him what he would have us do, and he will help us know how we can bless others, how we can prepare the earth for the Lord's second coming, and how our preparation can best be used to build up the kingdom of God today. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay